evening and Merry Christmas. <coughs> Thank you, band, as always. You always uh, lead us well. Yes, you can. You can. You can give it. <laughs> so Christmas is many things. It's a time of traditions. We deck the halls. We put up lights. Unless you're like me, who gets frustrated with lights because they never work how they're supposed to work, and so you wait till long until all of a sudden, oops, I can't put up lights anymore. It's not worth it. But we decorate our houses, we have Christmas tree ornaments, we exchange ornaments, we might even have gingerbread building contests, we hang stockings, maybe you have an advent calendar that you follow along with. It's a time of traditions. It's also a time of family. Christmas as a holiday includes family time. We have family over, we go over to families' houses, we travel to see family, we have various family gatherings. We wait expectantly for family to arrive, and then we wait expectantly for family to leave. It's a time for family. But it's also a time for celebrations. We have great celebrations during Christmas time. It's why we sing Christmas carols. It's why we're celebrating. We have great debates on when you can start playing that Christmas music that can never be solved. No one agrees on when we can play it, but we play it, and we play it loud, and we celebrate. We have... uh, big parties where we, get, we gather together, we listen to the classics while we wrap gifts or when we exchange presents. <clears throat> it's a time of celebration. Maybe we go to a party where we get to wear our Christmas attire, the ugly Christmas sweatshirt or two, eat snacks, eat too much snacks, and celebrate the season. Christmas is many things. But tonight we remember this, that Christmas is a celebration of a start, of a beginning. It's a celebration of a birth, a start of a life, but not just any life, not just any birth. It's a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, the God-man, Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, Almighty God himself who assumed human flesh and nature to be born of the Virgin Mary. That is what we celebrate, that the start happened, the start to the final act of the salvation story. A story that is a continuation of the, of the story of the world, a story of humanity, a story that we find ourselves placed right into by God. It's a story that has had a beginning since God has made this earth. It's a story of redemption that has God moving heaven and earth to bring us back to him, about his redemption plan being worked out, and that we celebrate that culmination happening, this final act commencing at the birth of his son, Jesus Christ. And at the start, this beginning that we celebrate, it can't be understood just by itself. For by its nature, this start is, is a start that looks back in the past, and has been, the, the past has been building just all of history has been pointing to this, but also we can't understand it, this start, until we look to the end on what it leads us to. Uh, this start always looks to the end. When the New Testament writers were speaking about the birth of Jesus, they always had in mind the end in which he was headed and the end in which he was born for. 
Which is why Matthew 1.21 says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This angel in a dream to Joseph was making it very clear this baby was going to be born for a purpose. And that purpose, that end, was in sight to save his people. It's the same message that the angels declared to the shepherds in the field in Luke when it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is what Simeon in the temple, when he looked upon eight-year-old, eight-day-old Jesus said and proclaimed, For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Even Paul, writing and reflecting upon what, who Jesus was, he put it like this in Galatians, for when the fullness of time had come, Jesus sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive the adoption of sons. When we celebrate Christmas, where we're celebrating this start that points to the end in which this life was to be lived. Because Jesus was born to die so that we might live in him. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. It's a joyous time as we look and we celebrate the fact that our Savior came to save us. And he was born of the Virgin Mary and he was a helpless babe in the manger. But guess what? He did not stay in that manger. He was born to live the life we could not live perfectly under the law, perfectly before his Father and he was born to die the death that we all deserved as he hung on the cross, taking our sin upon himself. This is what we remember at Christmas, that the baby that we celebrate Christmas is the same Savior who marches to the cross for us, who died for us, who rose for us, all to save us. That that baby, Jesus, as he was cradled by the wood of the manger, so too would he be cradled by the wood of the cross to his death for us. The pastor John MacArthur put it like this. He said, those soft little hands fashioned by the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb were made so that nails might be driven through them. Those baby feet, pink and unable to walk, would one day walk up a dusty hill to be nailed to a cross. That sweet infant's head with sparkling eyes and eager mouth was formed so that someday men might force a crown of thorns on it. That tender body, warm and soft, wrapped in swallowing cloths, would one day be ripped open by a spear. Jesus was born to die. For that is what we celebrate at Christmas, that Jesus was born to die so that we might live in him. That we remember this the story of the gospel, that Jesus lived a life we couldn't, that he died the death that we all deserved, that he rose from the, day, the grave, showing us what awaits us when we trust in him. And none of this could happen unless he was first born for us, born to save us. We remember this at Christmas. And because we remember it this, at, at Christmas, Christmas really should be a time when we celebrate this, and it should be a time that rekindles the fire of our faith and the passion for what we truly believe, that our God cared so much about us that he humbled himself, taking on the very form 
of a servant. That he humbled himself and was obedient to the Father to the point of death for us. For that is what we celebrate here. And it should fan and flame our passion for who God is, who Christ is, and how he loves us so that we share with those <coughs> all around us that same passion. That Christmas is that spark. Once a year that we can remember <clears throat> and celebrate again and be passionate once again for our God who saves us. The start of the Gospel of John puts it like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That is what we remember this Christmas, that Jesus has come into the world, the light of men that gives us life, and we share that light with those around us, the truth of who Jesus is. We have a tradition here at River Valley where at Christmas Eve service, we always pass out candles, and we end the service singing songs with the candles being lit and spreading across the congregation, and we're going to do that again tonight, and so after I pray, we're going to light a candle, and we're going to pass the flame down from the sides and out there for everyone who has a candle. And that really is to help us remember what Christmas is about, this remembering that the spark is lit again in us and that we should be passionate in the spreading the true meaning of what we celebrate today and tomorrow, that God loves us and he sent his son to die for us and that he is the light of the world and the darkness cannot overcome it. This is what we celebrate for Christmas. So let's rejoice that the light has come. Let us spread and share the light with others in our lives. Join me in prayer. Dear Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for the truth that Jesus is the light of the world. The truth that you sent your son to live for us, to die for us, to rise for us, to intercede for us, and to save us, Lord. Lord, we praise your holy name and ask that this Christmas season, that doesn't start, stop tomorrow, it doesn't stop next few days, but it continues throughout a whole year as we remember who you are and how you save us. As we remember you giving your son born to die for us so that we might live and have life in him.